Hello there, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast, brought to you by MSW Lounge here in the beautiful but a little bit chilly Austin, Texas. I'm Allison, and I've just got a few announcements for you guys real fast. First off, I wanted to read one of our comments. Uh, When we record this podcast, it's also recorded as an Instagram Live and a Facebook Live. And we just wanted to say shout out to Melanie Tung for saying, this is quite informative. Great job to all on our episode four with Anne-Marie Garland from Grass-Fed Salsa. So thank you, Melanie, for tuning in live. If you guys want to catch us live, we are up every week on Facebook and Instagram Live whenever we are recording this. If you follow us at MSW Lounge on Facebook and MSW underscore Lounge on Instagram, we do uh, begin the live video and it should send you notifications when that video begins so that you can tune in and catch us while we are recording and catch us in all of our um, crazy live glory, as you might call it. Real quick, guys, this episode is brought to you by Slenderella Bliss. It has been described by clients as a natural Prozac, and some who are on depression medication have not needed to take their depression medication after taking a shot of Bliss. It's literally a drink shot, not an injection shot. Um, We carry it at MSW Lounge. We love it. And um, even if you're not depressed, it makes you just super happy and giddy and overall more productive throughout the day. We are also brought to you by Flabs to Fitness, specializing in custom nutrition and 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We are also brought to you today by Roots Nutrition. That's R-O-O-T-Z Nutrition. They make paleo protein powders and energy powders and um, just both of those things taste great. Um, Since they're paleo, that means they are naturally gluten, soy, and dairy-free, as well as refined sugar-free. The only little bit of sweetener they have is stevia, which is non-caloric and very, very natural. If you go to rootznutrition.com, you can use the code word flabs to fitness, all one word, F-L-A-B-S-T-O-F-I-T-N-E-S-S at checkout and you will get 10% off of your entire purchase. I do use Roots Nutrition energy drink specifically. I'm sensitive to egg whites, so I unfortunately don't take their protein powder even though I have tasted it and it's delicious. Um, but their, their energy powder has been described as a pre-workout, although I do know plenty of people who will use it, um, just for a little bit of energy in the afternoon rather than drinking more coffee. So, uh, it's a superfood blend, lots of good stuff in it besides the energy and yeah, love them. So definitely check out Roots Nutrition and use that code word flabs to fitness at checkout to get a nice little discount on your order. All right, guys, today We talked with Avi. Um, He used to be John's supervising physician here in town at a pain management clinic. Avi, since leaving that position, now lives back at home in California where he specializes in painless nutrition is what he calls it. He uses nutrition as his forefront of treatment for pain clients. And he and John um, are clearly really good friends and it was awesome to see the two of them reconnect and talk about this 
nutrition thing that both of them are now very passionate about. The two of them kind of discovered nutrition as a medicine at the same time, and they apparently used to geek out in the lunchroom where they used to work and talk about why they weren't eating bread anymore and all that goofy, geeky, nutrition nerd doctor stuff. Um, but it's super cool. Practitioners like Avi and John are on the forefront of medical treatment, and we're super lucky to have gotten Avi on a Facebook Live to talk with him, and we're luckily able to record the audio and throw it on this podcast too. That being said, the audio might be a little bit weird. I edited as much of it as I could so that the levels are great, but if there's a weird spot... It's because this was recorded off of a Facebook Live, so bear that in mind, but it is some really good information, and and he and John had a great time. So, everyone, please enjoy Dr. Avi Ramshandani. Hi, everyone. How are y'all doing today? This is Jonathan Mendoza with the MSW Lounge How Do You Health podcast. We have Allison with us as well, moderating, and we have a very special guest today, Dr. Avinash Ramshandani, joining us live from California. Say hi to everyone, Dr. Avi. Hi, hi, y'all. <laughs> Good. He said y'all, so he still has a little bit of Texan, Texan in him, a little bit. So uh, we wanted to bring him on the show because we wanted to talk today to other healthcare practitioners about how they're incorporating health into their everyday life, and what better way to talk about it than with a physician who has been incorporating not only nutrition but other aspects into his own practice. And so I wanted Dr. Ramshandani to talk to us a little bit about that, but I wanted to give some information on him right now. So um, Dr. Ramshandani is a physical medicine rehab uh, physician, and he also has his MBA from Cornell University. And we actually worked together in Austin and uh, he moved out to California where he's originally from and and I believe and you're doing some neuro, right? Is that correct? Some neuro rehab. I'm saying you're also doing some neuro re, uh, rehab and education, correct, out in California? Absolutely. Um, I actually run part of the rehab unit on weekends here and I was running a rehab unit up in Dallas for a little while. Awesome. Awesome. But, uh, stroke rehab and... Uh, Spinal cord injury rehab, that type of thing. Wonderful. So you're you're making a huge difference out there. Uh, tell me, are are you loving? I know you you moved out to California recently. How are you fitting in back back home again? Oh, I love it. Except we almost got scared away with fires recently. But, yeah, I understood. I, I saw that you checked in. You're okay. The family's good. So I'm glad to hear that. So um, so tell me, right now you've been in practice how many years now? Practicing as a doctor. I've been in practice after fellowship about seven and a half years. Seven and a half years. So do you practice the same way now as you did when you first came out? Absolutely not. <laughs> not. Okay. All right. So what, So what's different about practicing now as opposed when you first came out? Several things. One is I met you, John, which has really been a big influence on the way I practice. One of the things that I do very differently is I introduce nutrition. I introduce things that I really find as a pathway for the patient rather than just going one by one. So if there's something I know that's going to help them out, you know, later down the line and it's a little bit of a bigger deal, I'll introduce that to them earlier. And most of the time with patients, I introduce the nutrition thing immediately. That's something that's really important for them. That's wonderful. And help their lifestyle. And, you know, I've seen patients go from the point of being essentially not active at all to being very active because of their nutritional diet i mean their diets and just you know training them to be active right right it's it's 
it's a different concept in traditional sense. And so when you talk about the way that you practice differently now as opposed to then, I mean, you weren't really taught nutrition in medical school, were you? I had one course of nutrition, and it was an open – well, there was no real classroom sessions. We were supposed to read the book and answer test questions, which was an open book test question. So <laughs> okay. There was no formal training. One of the things that I've done is after doing nutrition in medical school – give me a second. Let me show you something in my office. I actually have this book here. It's called Nutritional Biochemistry. <laughs> That's so, awesome. I, also, I, I probably want to read that book, actually. <laughs> it's a great book. I yeah. just started it, and it seems to be amazing. Good, good. So so tell me, like, I know before we get into what you're doing as far as nutrition goes, I know that you have your own nutritional story, right? Because when we first met, our diets were very, very much different, but then we started changing our diets, right? So what did you do differently? So very, very, very different. I was initially – I was – overweight and tried to get active and kept eating the same way I did, although I cut down on the carbs. But what I didn't do was in, incorporate an anti-inflammatory diet with that. So when I did my first real diet, as you may, I went from about 200 pounds, which was way overweight for me, and went down to about 175. But the way I did it was I just stopped eating carbs, which wasn't very healthy and I didn't feel great. And then eventually what happened was I realized that I was gluten intolerant, or at least gluten sensitive, so I read a little bit more about it. And what I found out was gluten was causing a lot of inflammation in my body, therefore cut that out. And ever since then, I can pretty much eat anything and not gain any weight. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an awesome diet. diet. But the main thing was I cut out gluten, and then I actually made things a lot more lot more healthy as far as inflammation is concerned right. i try to eat more if i'm eating meat it's going to be you know believe it or not red meat which is better for you than white meat uh, more organ meat which i try to try to eat but it's hard to find that yeah and i try to cut out all the oils like canola oil soybean oil those types yeah. of things which are really terribly inflammatory try to eat the least processed things possible right that's right that's the key. If you that's can eat key. things that are not processed, you're good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it's simple, right? Like eat something from nature, and hopefully it's not processed. If it is minimally processed, right? But uh, but that's good. So I mean, is this the t kind of talks that you have with your patients because this helped you? Absolutely. I start with, hey, what's causing your pain? You know, usually my patients, the ones that I'm going to talk about nutrition, are not the 85 year olds with spinal stenosis, but they're going to be. 25 year old with joint pain all over and they're miserable and they're just inflamed and you can just see it and they're you know overweight and what i'm going to talk to them about initially is hey what's your diet like and usually they're telling me hey i eat, I eat pretty well i eat sandwiches and you know i eat processed meat and i'm like hold on yeah what are you eating you know what's in this stuff that's causing the inflammation right so they're talking sandwiches and the american uh, ada says that, you know, eating pretty good for you. Uh, no, not really. Uh, the amount of inflammation that each grain has is amazing. I mean, especially the, um, especially gluten. Gluten is awful. Right, right. So, so when you say inflammation, 
can you tell us like what you're referring to? Because I mean, we hear inflammation. Could it be like, you know, my gut's irritated? I mean, you obviously talk about the gluten, but is there other forms of inflammation that, you, that you're treating? Absolutely. People have everything from skin diseases, eczema, uh, acne. That's all inflammation related to, you know, gut related things to joints, to spine, to everything. Um, including MS, things that we wouldn't even think are inflammatory. They are extremely inflammatory. Right. MS is an autoimmune condition, which is actually something that's due to inflammation. So by cutting down inflammation, people have actually, I don't actually have any patients that this has happened to, but they actually get better from their MS, which is amazing, or at least it doesn't get any worse. Right. It helps so, manage the symptoms a little bit better. Right. So. I think that, you know, by incorporating the nutrition, we can do a lot for many of these patients. Right. And I mean, one of the things you, you love to, to try to, to really attack is pain, right? I mean, you have pain in so many aspects of life, whether it's arthritis, which is inflammation, or maybe even a herniated discs, things like that as well. But, you know, if, if a person has chronic pain, I mean, do you believe that treating pain is the main issue we need to focus on, or, or is it a side effect that is, is something else is going on? Absolutely, uh, it's a side effect for sure. When we look about look at pain as a general symptom, it's usually due to some, uh, some sort of arthritis, or is it due to the patient's, you know, the way they're sitting, you know, their posture, or is it due to something else that they're doing in their life, an overuse injury? So the, the pain is a symptom of something bigger going on. And one of the symptoms that could be is inflammation, or one of the diagnoses could be inflammation from the, what they're eating or what they're doing. So that's really important to avoid. Right, right. And so so tell me a little bit about your, your, your treatment when you're in there with a patient, right? Like you're, I mean, how many patients do you see in a day? Depends on the day, of course, but right. anywhere from 15 to 25. 15 to 25 patient a day. So that is on a, that's almost like a typical patient load for most physicians, right? Right. right. So, so in that time frame, when you see 15 to 25 patients, how long do you actually have face-to-face -face with a patient? With a new patient, I'll spend probably 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And then follow-up patient, you know, 15 20 minutes 15 20 minutes. yeah and so in that time frame i know that you talk about nutrition but in that short time frame for some people it's very easy to get lost in everything that's going on and not even talk about something else like nutrition right very easy to get lost in translation right mm. yeah right. but what i do is i usually i usually have a list of things so first i talk about look this is what we're addressing why why are we having the pain so someone with joint pain for example I'll talk about, okay, why do we have the pain? Do you have a rheumatological condition? Do you have something like that? And then I then I talk about the symptoms. Okay, this is what we're going for. And then I say, why do you have that condition? You know, is it because you have a genetic predisposition for that? Or is it because of something like you have inflammation in your diet? You know, you're eating, you have a gluten sensitivity or you're sensitive to lactose or something. So is there something else that's causing this? Right. So then we talk about that and then we go from there and we go, how are we going to treat this? And that's where I go to things like, okay, we can do non-invasive things like physical therapy or chiropractic treatment, or we can do invasive things which could involve injections of some sort that may or may not involve steroid. Now, steroid has side effects, so I always warn them about that. So what I try to do is 
avoid anything that is going to have any potential side effects. So I try to do things like medial branch blocks, which block nerves to the joints, and then I try to heat them up. So sometimes what happens is these patients have joint pain in their back, and they're doing the anti-inflammatory thing, but they have so much disease in their joints that they still not get better. So that's when we do something like that, where we actually treat them. Right, right. But but diet, but diet's part of the treatment plan, right? It's inclusive. Correct. Yeah. That is one part of it. It's one, at least one cog of it, if not a big cog of it, because I think patients really need to know that their diet affects their overall lifestyle and overall health. Right. And that's why we're here. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is that Dr. Ramsandani here might be the first doctor to start addressing nutrition as a form of medicine, as a form of treatment, right? Because a lot of times, and I mean, most people will hear this from a doctor. They'll go to the doctor and say, guess what? You're diabetic. You're overweight. Your overweight's causing you to have back pain. It's causing you to have nerve pain. Uh, go home, exercise, and eat right. And you're saying, wait, I'm taking it a step further. Not only am I telling you to do that, but I'm sure that you even tell them exactly some things to cut out from their diet and what not to eat, right? Absolutely. Just like we were talking earlier, you know, things like, uh, oils like canola oil, soybean oil, those are things that are terrible for you. And they're processed using chemicals. These chemicals come into the system and cause more inflammation, of course. I also tell them to avoid any gluten and and any any uh, grains, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We talk about, you know, what type of meats to eat and what to avoid. And usually I'm talking more like, okay, let's eat more red meat, which they're like, what? Like, it has less omega-6s. That's why we eat red meat. It has less omega-6s. Chicken and other more more cooked things has more omega-3, more, uh, more omega-6s, sorry. Yeah. Uh, red meat has less omega-6s. So just doing that, patients can have a great improvement in their overall symptoms and overall health. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, when people talk about treating food as medicine, Hippocrates, which was, I mean, the godfather of medicine today, as we know it, was the first one to say, let food be thy medicine. And I mean, you feel so strongly about it that you even created a, a, a business and an idea called Painless Nutrition, that where you basically have said, all right, I've seen the results where somebody who comes into the office, and I've worked alongside you and seen this myself, so when patients come in and they have low back pain and they're not getting better, you've tried different methods, they've been to the chiropractor and they've gotten injections, you're saying, hey, why don't you cut out that bread that you eat every day at lunch and see if your back feels better? I mean, what a concept, right? Like, that's that's incredible. Right. And, I mean, it makes a huge difference. It's made a huge difference in my life. And that's part of why I even believe in it further, where, you know, I had a lot of joint pain. You remember we used to crack my neck all the time. When we were <laughs> and I don't have that anymore just because I've changed my diet. I've added some supplements. And these things have really changed everything. I don't have, I really don't have any pain whatsoever. And a person that I used to come to work every day and be like, John, please help me. <laughs> I remember we was in between injections. In fact, <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Now with diet, I take some alpha lipoic acid. I actually added N-acetyl, uh cysteine recently, probably about six months ago. Nice. And things together along with some other vitamins and again as i said diet has really changed the way i look at things and the way and the way i feel so i incorporate that with the way i tell patients to do things where you know hey i had pain every day i used to have headaches guess what i don't have them anymore 
just because I changed these things. See, it, it, it's a simple approach. You don't have to write another prescription. You don't have to recommend another drawn-out therapy. It just changed the way you eat. But, I mean, why why is it that we don't hear this more often? Is it that the tide is turning? We haven't heard about it yet. Is it that doctors really don't want to talk about nutrition? I mean, here we are. I mean, we're talking about it right now. I mean, I know we've sat down and looked at menus together and been like, you know what? I don't think this is a good choice for me. Are, are doctors out there not talking about this? No, they just don't talk about nutrition. I think one of the things that they really have issues with is you know, sticking to the program and sticking to the same thing that has been tried tried and tested. So they're they're using anti-inflammatory drugs and using drugs and you know as we say, if a surgeon gets a gets a knife, they're gonna stick you with it. Yeah. So doctors are gonna use the tools that they know and not look outside of their outside of their comfort zone. Right. So they don't talk about nutrition because they're not comfortable with it. None of us have had any training on it as we talked about earlier. That's true. That's class, true. Medical school. Yeah, I mean, you you get bombarded with all these different types of options, and it's incredible because some of the most simple ones could be the ones that make the most difference. Now, I know we we had many conversations about the medications that are involved in treatment plans and protocols, but we know that medication is not necessarily an answer, but we treat it like it is the answer, right? Like, here's a pill, just take this, everything will be fine, right? Oftentimes, that's what doctors are doing. You know, in the old days, old days meaning just a few years ago, doctors were giving opioids left and right, and that's what caused this opioid epidemic. And we're turning away from that because, guess what? It is not right. You know, just putting a bandage on patients is not the right thing. That's the same idea here. If we can fix the thing from the start, then why would we use the? Why would we use a bandaid for it? Right. Sometimes, you know, someone with high cholesterol. Okay. Why don't we change your diet instead of giving you a statin? Or, you know, someone with joint pain, instead of, hey, let's give you a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, let's change your diet and see if that, how that helps first. And I think that makes a big difference with patients, and they actually respect you more for it. I think so, too. And it's it's not. And I tell people this all the time. It's not that people are dumb. It's just that they weren't given another option, right? To say, hey, take this opioid that's going to make you loopy. You won't be able to drive every night for your back pain. Or cut out bread and dairy and maybe that will cut down on them on the number of injections you get to have in your back i mean obviously they'll love you for that i mean it's you know it, it's it's a simple approach but doctors don't know this stuff right like they because they don't practice it themselves right i mean that's the other thing how many doc how many healthy doctors do you actually see out there right that, that are following the same type of protocol that they're preaching right then i mean i don't see many of them are overweight Luckily, not most of them. Most of them don't smoke anymore. But yeah, you know, <laughs> you'd see the doctor that be smoking and overweight. And you're like, okay, what can you preach to your your, your patients? Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I do now. Obviously, I'm not old enough to ever go to a doctor's office that had that. But I do remember, like, you know, seeing movies and stuff. There'd be a doctor in a white coat. He'd be smoking a cigarette, even maybe hand one over as an offer to one of the patients. Here, do you want to? And they'll go over lab results, you know. And that was 50 years ago, you know. But that's the whole reason why we're in the situation that we're at, is because a lot of times these companies have paid off the big associations like the ADA, and you know what happened was in the olden days. Guess what? Smoking was a supposed to be good for you. Well, guess what? It isn't. The same idea is, hey, bread's good for you. You know, that's what the ADA says. And what? 
probably isn't. We need to we need to really look at this and look at this with a different different perspective. And I think I think that physicians need to have a little bit bigger bigger eyes and look at the bigger picture rather than just look at. I agree. I agree. But like I said, I think it's I think it's moving. I mean, even even the doctors that we worked with they started being more aware of, of the diet and you would see after a while because we would have the reps that would come by and bring us food and we'd say no we're not going to have that because that's just not good for me i'm not going to put that in my body right right, right. and then you know we'd use we'd have a bowl of vegetables or fruit or something like that just something else and it was yeah. funny because most people never thought about incorporating food as medicine and so in a traditional sense even the farm reps and the med reps never thought hey maybe i should bring all these doctors and these healthcare practitioners a bunch of healthy food rather than lasagna and processed pizza and all that stuff too and i mean it's funny because you and i both would stop eating that because we're like that's just not good for me i can't i can't practice uh or i can't practice this and then preach something else to another another patient that i'm doing something different Right, and yeah. you know, it, it spells off the office, and then you know, like, did you guys have pizza? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no. It, it affects it affects the way I think and the affects the way I move too. Right. So I'm a lot more. I feel like I move healthier when I'm not eating that stuff. I, yeah, and that's the thing. You just feel better. I mean, just think about how you felt when you were all, you know 200 pounds. And then you even went low carb and that diet still wasn't right for you. You're like, something still is off. It doesn't feel right. So, I mean, it brings up a good point. You look at everyone's diet, right? And I know that one diet is not right for one person because it worked for someone else. I mean, it sounds like if you understand the patient and you look at them and you see them and you understand where they're coming from and you actually talk to them, you will probably figure out a diet that's right for them, right? Right. Yeah. And that that's a huge thing too. But going back to the supplements, you said that you're taking some now. So are you incorporating supplements into your practice as well? Yeah, absolutely. Many of my patients, I'm saying alpha lipoic acid. It's really, I think it's a great supplement for pain as well as it, it, there was a small study about uh, neuropathic pain and diabetics, and alpha lipoic acid was a positive influence towards decreasing neuropathic pain. Yeah. So just for that perspective, I say okay. Might as well try it, you know. Really low harm with that. Right. That's one thing. The other thing I do is N-acetylcysteine, which turns into glutathione in the body, and that's really made a huge difference for me. And I recommend that to patients as well, especially patients that have been on Tylenol for a long time. We don't think about this, but Tylenol is a is actually an inflammatory medicine. Weirdly enough, it decreases pain, but if you take enough of it, it actually depletes the stores of glutathione in the body. And the way they, the way doctors do in the emergency room, get rid of an overdose of Tylenol is give N-acetylcysteine. That's right. Because it creates glutathione and then takes Tylenol out of the body. So I say anybody that's been on Tylenol for a long time, guess what? Let's replete your glutathione. We're going to give you some N-acetylcysteine. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's a huge thing. Yeah, and, and, and to take that one step further, I do remember if they were taking a lot of Tylenol for pain, one of the things that Tylenol does is it harms the liver in overdoses, right? And so anti-acetylcysteine is also a huge, if not the biggest liver detoxer you can find. So you could recommend that to someone who has been chronically taking Tylenol for so long and it would help detoxify the liver, which is great. So yeah, that's, but see the thing is doctors don't know about anti-acetylcysteine. I mean, how did you even hear about anti-acetylcysteine? 
Uh, well, I mean, research, right? You do some research, and initially I was thinking about glutathione because it's anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. And then I'm thinking, okay, how do I get glutathione in my body? And then I'm doing some research on, oh, N-acetylcysteine, okay, that works. So that's how I kind of did that. And then I'm like, wait, that's mucormus. That's what we use in the in the OR. Yeah. You know? So see, that, but see, that's incredible that you know that. I mean, most yeah. doctors will probably say that I'm maybe I've heard of it a little bit, but I'm not going to apply it to anything other than something severe. But they're no way going to ever recommend any cysteine for lowering inflammation for a guy with back pain. I mean, that just it, doesn't happen. It doesn't make any logical sense in a weird way. But I mean, the other thing that I've noticed is that okay, with the N-acetylcysteine. If I accidentally do get some gluten in my diet, or purposefully, whatever that may be, um, it doesn't affect me as badly as it used to. And I don't understand why that happens, but there's something about the liver and the inflammation. And maybe I have to do more research, but that's really an interesting thing that it's, it doesn't affect me nearly as much. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's been incredible because when you talk about a gluten tolerance, intolerance, it's not necessarily the celiac that everyone thinks it is. I mean, it could be like, you're talking about, hey, I just maybe don't have acne anymore, or maybe I don't have uh, nausea or something. You know, I mean, so that's that's the key thing. But I mean, it, but you have to be in tune with your body, like you are, in order to say, hey, I'm picking up on when I, what I eat affects me in my everyday life. So if I eat a sandwich at lunchtime, maybe that's the connection of why I'm tired at two or three in the afternoon, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's huge. That, I mean, that's 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 wonderful. I'm glad that even though we weren't able to, oh, we got a call coming. in. We got a call coming in. I love it. Hi. They want to talk about nutrition too. I didn't know we had a hotline, but that's cool. Um, you know, as far as everything else that you've been doing, it's been incredible to see how you continue to grow and thrive in your practice and want to integrate these things. Most people will go and do functional medicine, or they talk about, oh, I'm going to do an integrative medicine. You're still doing traditional medicine, but you're bringing nutrition back into traditional medicine when guess what, people? Hippocrates was saying food is medicine. That was the original medicine you were giving hundreds of years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, all the medicines, most of the medicines have a natural source to them. You know, they're not just chemically made in the, in, in the OR or somewhere. They <laughs> have, have a place that comes. They're not made in the lab. They're, they come from somewhere. Sure. But, you know, all came from a tree. You know, aspirin came from a tree. Yep. These things are made from someplace. So if we think about it, really, what are the medicines? They're they're extracted from plants and plants and animals. I agree. Okay, well, I agree. One of the things that we use for, you know, for example, one of the biggest things for uh, an opioid is opium, right? That yep. comes from the poppy seed, poppy which seed. then becomes morphine, which then can be transferred to other things. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, all these things are natural. Some somehow have a natural area of coming. So right. we, we talk about that, and, you know, that's what food is. That's where we get it from. Yeah, and it's the process, the, uh, the, the aspect of being processed. You take white willow bark, it turns into aspirin, but right. that process somewhere along the line where they add fillers and they add this to it, our body's like, you know what? I could take the, the regular aspirin, but this fancy-duty souped-up version of it, I can't do that. you know. And it, it's all about how we metabolize things, right? How do you metabolize the red meat and the gluten in your body? For certain people like me and you, we don't metabolize it well, so we're going to cut it out. you know. Um, it's amazing. You write prescriptions for people and they have a side effect. 
it's supposed to help with pain, but then the side effect is like blurry vision and continence and, you know, uh, weird dreams. And I was like, well, here's a pill for that too. You know, it's like, just remove what's causing the issue and maybe things are going to get better. You won't have to take more things. And so by you saying that with nutrition, incorporating supplements like anti-acetylcysteine, alpha-lipoic acid, now what you're doing is you, you as a doctor are not just treating symptoms. You're giving back health to a patient who needs right. it, right? And that's a, that's exactly what doctors signed up for as an oath, right? Do no harm to the patient. Give them benefits. Give them back health. And you're doing right. that. Right. I exactly. mean, that's that's incredible. And so I, I, how how can we spread the word to other doctors to start looking at the idea of saying, hey, something as simple as food is your medicine. How can we start, you know, teaching other people to start talking about that too? We have to have some uh, real, real data. We have to have some really good studies, I think. And we're working on it. We're trying to get some studies in order to figure this out. It's just that well, the problem is that there's no industry sponsor because they're not going to make any money from this. So somehow we have to come up with money to sponsor studies. And I think that's the key thing. And, you know, the National Institute of Health is probably where we need to go and start start making a ruckus about that. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And and Dr. Ramshanani proves a point because he's a published researcher. And so he knows what it takes in order to get the message across and, and stir the pot and, and make a change. But I, I think it's coming. I think uh, wonderful doctors like Dr. Avi here is, is exactly what we need in healthcare nowadays. And it gives us hope that there's still wonderful people out there who work, wake up and go to work every day like Dr. Ramshandani and says, I'm going to make a difference today in my patients' lives. It might not be with this approach. It might not be this. It might be the most simplest thing. But I can sit there and tell them there are some options other than just medications. Right. Absolutely. That's... I try to incorporate that every day. Where I'm, Honestly, I usually don't start anybody on any medications unless if there's something that I have to treat acutely. Right. But... Most of the time, they've already been on their medications, and I'm just continuing. Yeah. And I'm giving them alternatives to get off their medications, and that's my key. Well, I can tell you this right now. Even though that technically it's a new school way of thinking, you're very old school in a traditional sense. That's exactly what a family doctor would do back in the day or a rural doctor that was in the middle of nowhere. So I applaud your efforts. I want you to continue to do what you do and thrive and keep doing more research because – Dr. Ramshanani is going to be the change that we need in healthcare, and the movement starts with people like him. And so, you know, if you are in California, you do want to see him. I mean, you know, go to his practice. You know, if if you look and search for painless nutrition, you can find him online. But I mean, if if not, we're going to have to probably have you on for another podcast, another video to keep talking about this because we just got started with the tip of the iceberg. But this was really to introduce you and and to showcase that there are wonderful doctors out there who are really thinking like what's the best idea to, to help my patients get better? What's not going to be the, you know, the least damaging thing I can give them, you know? So, so, so like I said, thank you so much. I know your time's valuable. Uh, Allison, did you want to chime in with anything? I just wanted to say thanks for your insight. It was very interesting to hear your take on these things. So, thank you, Allison. and thanks for joining us today. It was a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of interesting stuff. Yes, thank you. So Dr. Ramshanani, thank you for joining us from California. This is Jonathan Mendoza with MSW Lounge. And uh, thank you again for joining us on How Do You Health? Take care.